guys. Welcome to another episode of Nuff Chattings with your friend Rosie. Welcome to everyone, new, old, just passing through. Appreciate the support either way. First, let's have the disclaimer that whatever I discuss on this podcast is strictly based off of my opinion, my thoughts about things, what is happening to me personally, or what I see outside, okay? So I have no medical degree in anything that I talk to you about. These are just basically my opinions about what's happening, okay? Um, with that being said, I want to discuss something that been, has been very important to me. And I know that we've probably heard this about 50 million times already, but it's, it's definitely hitting closer to home for me, which is men- mental health. Okay, mental health. Mental health is extremely important, guys. And I mean, speaking from my point of view, from my perspective, it's it's something that in order for you to function in society, you have to have proper care of your mental health, whether it be that you're taking time off just for yourself for you to get your mind together, to free your mental space, to discover things that makes you happy so that you don't feel so clogged or your brain don't feel so foggy, right? But mental health come in many different shape and form, right? Mental health could be that you're just stressed out about something and your mind is not clear. For me, it was that my mind is not clear. It was very much so very foggy where I couldn't get my perspectives together. I couldn't get my thought process together. It was just one of those things that no matter what I did, it was just not working for me. You understand? It was just one of those situations where I just could not understand what was happening for me. You understand? I just felt like everything was going wrong. And I know many of us experience those days. Many of us experience those days where we just feel like nothing is going the way we want it to. And we just feel like we're to be blamed. The reason why I brought up mental health is because as someone from a Caribbean background, I feel like it's something that we don't talk about. And I realize that a lot of people now are speaking about it. I see a lot of um, Korean people talking about it. But I don't think we're taking it seriously enough. I think it's so much of a taboo for Caribbean people to talk about mental health. You know, they feel like, oh, you don't need no help with that. Or the person just crazy and they kind of write you off as that. When in actuality, it's not that. Instead, it's not that. I could speak on my personal experiences because I have a family member. I had several family members who have dealt with medical um mental issues right you have people who are function like function normally with their mental health issues right because i had a cousin god rest her two of them actually god bless their souls they're no longer with us and i mean my cousin she is such an amazing person like anything you ask her to do she did it for you without hesitation you understand But I knew that there were days when when life became a little bit difficult for her where she had to seek treatment. And I mean, going into a facility for treatment, you know what I mean? 
And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's what we need to understand, that there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you seeking help whenever you feel like life is just too much for you. You understand? Because the alternative is is suicide. You know? And I think it takes a strong person not to commit suicide because guess what? When life becomes too unbearable, you want to escape it, right? And when you think of commit suicide, that's you escaping the issues that life is throwing at you. So whenever someone is experiencing that difficulties where they can't experience in it, where they can't experience or handle what life is throwing at them, and they, this, they decide to go into a facility, we must applaud them. You understand? We must applaud them because that took a lot of courage to make the necessary step to say, you know what? My life is worth living. My family is, is important to me and I'm important to me. And I put God first in front of everything. And I'm not saying that's always the answer. You understand? But there are strong people who are willing to go and seek treatment. Now, in regards to treatment, the way this, the way this, the way America is set up, well, a New York is set up. I don't know about the other states and stuff like that, but the way New York is set up is that if you yourself or a family member is experiencing mental health issues, right? We all know that America is New York, America. We are a reactive country, right? We wait until things happen before we do something about it which makes no sense to me. No sense whatsoever. Now, the way the system is set up is that if someone is experiencing difficulties living this life, right, and their family member has has um, witnessed this and have experienced these kind of difficulties and know that the person need help, in America, you can't take them in. You can't bring them in. You cannot bring them in and say, you know what, I'm afraid of my my mom's life or my daughter's life or my brother's life or my sister's life or whosoever you can't bring them in without their consent which does not make any sense to me so what they'll do is they'll wait until they cause harm to themselves or to someone else before something is done about it now you tell me isn't that ass backwards why would you want to wait until someone hurt themselves or hurt someone around them to do something about it if you know and see in yourself that something is off with this person, that they just need some time, maybe, I don't know what the medication is they give to people while they're in these facilities, but if they need time to quiet down their brain, to figure out things again, why would you wait until they hurt somebody? Why are you not stepping into the situation to fix it before it gets to that stage where, we, where someone get hurt or they hurt themselves? You understand? That doesn't make any sense to me. Right now, I, I have family members who are experiencing these difficulties. And there's nothing that we as the family could do about it. Because they're still saying that even though she's not functioning as a normal person, we still cannot bring her in because she hasn't caused any harm to herself or to others. That doesn't make any sense because guess what? She is causing harm to herself now because she's out on the street. She's out on the street. We don't know what's going on with her. We don't know where she's at. And why should we have to wait until something bad happens? Why is that always the situation here when it comes down to people with mental health sickness? 
Why do we have to wait until something happened? As I said, I live in Brooklyn, so you will get some feedback from the police, police cars, fire department, whatever is happening outside. I don't have the luxury of being in a studio, so I'm in my home doing this. You understand? And it really frustrates me and aggravates me to know that if, if me or a family member needs to seek help, I have to wait until I cause harm to myself or to someone else or for them to cause harm to themselves or someone before you take matters, you know, take the situation to another level. Why should it has to be like that? I, I, I told you guys the other day that I work two jobs, right? I work two jobs, one in the morning from 9 to 5 and one in the evening from 6 to 11, right? From 6 o'clock to 11 o'clock. And let me tell you something. When I get on the train at, at 11 o'clock at night, God, I, I pray every day. And I'm mentally and physically preparing myself, right? Just in case someone feel like they want to do something. Th this is my guard every day. This is me getting on the train every day. I don't have a weapon on me. You understand? I don't have a, I don't have pepper spray. I don't have an ice pick. I don't have... I don't have any of those things on me. So the only thing I have on me is my keys or maybe I have a pen. I don't know how much damage either one of those things can do, but this is how I enter the train every day, whether it's morning, noon, or night, because there are so many unstable people out there that is, is willing to hurt you, right? Is willing to hurt you. And the way the system is set up here is that even when they hurt you, right? Even when they hurt you, I want to say 80 to 90% of the time, nothing comes from it because they're going to tell you that this person is unstable, right? This is what they're going to tell you. They're going to tell you, oh, well, this person has been admitted to the, the psychiatric ward and they are not stable. So why are they out in the street? Why are they out in the street? Don't get, as I said, I don't know all the details in regards to you know, admitting someone in a mental health facilities. But if you know that this person has a history of, of violent attacks, of being um, dangerous to other people, including themselves, and why do we have to wait until that's the case? Why are we not giving them treatment from the first sign of it? Because there's always a first sign. Nothing doesn't just pop up like that on people. There's always signs to let you know something is not right. Why do we have to wait until something bad happens? You understand? Right now, the, the, there's an in, as I said, there's an individual in my, in my, in my personal environment that we, we, are, we are hurting. We are hurting because there's nothing that we can do about it. There's nothing that we can do about it. You, you know, there, we can't take her in. We can't bring her into our household either because... We don't know where her mental state is. You know what I mean? And then you're endangering yourself and her. Because some people who are experiencing mental breaks, they are like wild animals. You know, like they, they, they get wild. So you might not know how to tame them. And then God forbid something happen, you're going to be blamed. This country makes so much money. I know New York City makes so much money off of us hardworking people between collecting taxes, paying tickets, 
And I mean, I know I've contributed to paying tickets a lot because, you know, the simplest thing you do, you get a ticket. So where is that money going to? What is that money facilitating in? Because why aren't you creating an environment for these people that need the, 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 the help that they, the help to get them back into society, even if they're just an environment for them? And I'm not talking about an environment where you're heavily sedating them or heavily medicating them, but an environment where they'll, they're, they're, they're able to speak about what's going on with them, what's causing these break in their mental space, so you could try to fix it. Why are we not investing more in that? You know, you know, and I think a lot of people in the, in the, in the, in the black and the Caribbean, I, I'm separating them. I don't know why, but us as Caribbeans, we don't like these labels. Like we won't ever, and it's, as I said, it's like a taboo. It's like a taboo when you know that someone in your family, oh, she just crazy or no, she's not crazy or he's not crazy. Something is clearly wrong. So instead of labeling them as, oh, they're crazy or they're off their rockers, allow the families to get them the treatment that they need, especially when you see them. Like, I don't understand what evaluation are you using to to determine if this person is fit to go back into society after you bring them in for, for a crime that they committed. What do you give them three months in, six months in, and then you let them back out on the street? No, it should not be like that. It shouldn't be like that. None of us know when you're going to mentally break. Because the way life is set up right now, it's, it's a lot of pressure on everyone. It's a lot of pressure on everyone. And it takes a lot to keep your sanity. But for the ones that cannot handle the pressure, there should be a set up system for them. It, it, it should be a set up system for them. Especially people that were functioning in the society before they had a mental breakdown. People who had legitimate jobs, work, a husband, a wife, children to take care of. And and that's the next thing. Like when you decide that you can't help these families, you're destroying the black family. Because you have a family that has a mother, a father, and children. You have households that's like that. And if one of the parents or the kids become off, you guys just allow it to, to fall apart. We allow it to fall apart. We are always quick to jump into other people's business, you know, as we can see throughout the world, that America is always one to say, okay, something is happening over here. Let's figure out how to help them. But how about we focus on how to help our citizen of our country? The citizen that's, that's in our, each of these states. And I know it's not just New York because there are mentally ill people everywhere. As we can see, based off of all these mass shootings, and maybe they're not mentally um, unstable. Maybe they're quite sane in their brain, but they just decided to do something crazy today. These are all things that are plaguing each and every one of us because as we venture outside, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, I, I saw a little clip of somebody talking earlier today, and the, the gentleman was saying, we don't know how how lucky we are that we're able to walk out of her our house and come back in unharmed. That's a luxury these days that a lot of us take for granted. That's a big luxury because with, with what's happening out there, with all these people that are out here, 
that are suffering from mental health issues because that's exactly what it's going to be labeled as. The minute someone commits a crime that is not expected of them, it is a mental health issue, right? But we're not supplying them with the correct um, care treatment that they need to help them work through these process. Okay, because we are big on wait until something bad happened to do something, right? You wait until people lose their family members to do something. You wait until the person that should have gotten the help hurt themselves or hurt somebody around them before we do something. Why are we not doing something before it happens? Do something before it happens. We There are always signs to someone, to something. I mean, I, I shouldn't say always, but sometimes there are signs. Sometimes there are signs. If you're around someone long enough, you'll see some kind of switch in the behavior. There's, I think there's something. There's something, right? For us, it was more like there was a lot of accusations. It wasn't like her. Like, I think she's always been a little paranoid, but it became excessive. So you knew something was wrong. You knew something was wrong. And no matter how much we tried to help her, the, 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 the medical facilities that are here will tell you, well, you can't bring her in because she did not cause any harm to herself or anybody. That doesn't make any sense. That does not make any sense. Why do we have to wait for someone to hurt themselves or hurt others before we get them the help that, we, that they need? So this is something that needs to be reevaluated. The way we, we, we deal with people who are mentally unstable and in especially in our Caribbean society and stop making it seem like it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Not everybody can handle the day-to-day struggles of life. Not everybody can do that. What we can do as a family and as a community is to embrace them and get them the help that they need. And then after a period of time where we see that they've made changes, I'm not saying changes are going to stick, but if they have consistent help, if ever they need help, like myself, I, I need to clear my mind like every week. So I'm glad that I have my therapy session. Some people need to be in a facility. Some can do it in the privacy of their home. Some people can go into an office and talk to someone just to relieve the things that are going on in their brain. The world that we live in right now is not black and white. I mean, it hasn't been black and white for quite some time. There's a lot of areas of gray and we're, we're not paying attention to those areas. We can't just always chalk it up all like, oh, that's how this person is. No, there has to be more to be done about it. Now, my thing is that if, if you're in a relationship, if you're married and one of the one of the two people is experiencing some kind of mental breakdown, can the other person check the person in? Like, can they bring them to a facility and say, you know what, my husband has been acting very strange. I just need him to be evaluated. Okay? You need him to be evaluated. And not just, oh, you know, this calling. I mean, really evaluated. Spend some time with them and evaluate them. Because there's no way you go from a successful person to someone that's barely functioning. Right? So that means at some point your mind start deteriorating and start getting the best of you.
Your mind start allowing you to think that these are the things that are actually happening when in actuality it's not. So you need the time. But the way the, the government is set up here is like a family, a mother, a brother, a sister cannot bring someone in if they suspect them of, of not functioning normally. I want to know, are husbands and wives allowed to bring in their significant other? Are they allowed to say, we don't feel safe around her? Or what if they no longer live in the household with them? Can they still bring them in? Like, okay, my husband is sleeping on the street and something is wrong because this is not how he was before. These are the things that we got to look at. We got to pay attention to. You know what I'm saying? How do you go from a normally functioning person to someone that doesn't function well at all? Like this to me, is, is, it, it doesn't sit well with me. It does not sit well with me, especially in the black community. You know, yesterday I, I was at work and it, it's so funny. It, and this had nothing to do with mental health, but it was what the, the, the young people them say, right? They were talking about um, rent, like paying rent. And one young lady said, if I live at home with my parents, why should I have to pay rent? Right? And the other person, you know what the other person said? That only happens in a white society. That only happens in white families where they allow their kids to, they make sure their kids' um, school is set up. And their only goal is to go to school, but they don't have to worry about paying any bills. Why is that a norm for us? Why is it that we feel like it's it's one way of living? And then if you're black, if, if you're white, you get treated right by your parents. But if you're black, you get treated badly by your parents or you get treated in a different way. And I, I really had to think about that. And I was like, is that really what the case is? That we've programmed our people them to think that we're only to be treated this kind of way. And I guess it comes back to mental behavior, right? Because in in a in a in a in a home in a white person home, and I'm as I said, these are all just my opinions. Are you saying that if someone in a white person home has experienced mental health issues, they'll take them in to get treatment, right? But in a black person home, they kind of just leave them to their own devices. Is is that what we're saying? Why is it not equal? I mean, I know. I know why it's not equal, but why isn't it equal? Why can't I check my family member in, especially if I know that this is not their normal behavior? We, we have to do better as a society for our people, our Caribbean people. You understand? We, we tend to, to just chalk it up as, oh, that person is crazy. No, they're not crazy. They need help. They need help. It's breaking someone's heart to see their family member like this. It's breaking the entire family's heart. But because we don't want to shine a line on the issues, you understand? Because a lot of people would say to me, so why are you doing therapy? What's wrong with you? Nothing is wrong with me. Nothing is wrong with me. But I just need to disconnect from my family sometimes because as I said before previously, when you're having an issue... 90% of the time when you talk to your family members or your friends, they've already made a decision about the situation already. 90% of the time. 
So they already have their, their opinion set up for you already. Because the minute you told them, they already calculated what they're going to say. Having someone that's not attached to the situation makes your life a lot easier. Because then you're getting an actual... It's like you're allowed to answer your own questions. You are allowed to answer your own questions without having to feel that you have to say the right thing to make someone else feel better about your bad situation. And a lot of us do that. A lot of us, you know, depend on the people around us to give us the decision, the answers to the questions that we have. When in actuality, we're supposed to be answering our own questions. You can always ask for someone's feedback, but you need to answer your own questions. You understand? And I think this is why I, I believe therapy is a good thing for each and every one of us. You know, some people can handle things differently. Some people can handle the stress of the world without having any issues. But if you had told me a few years ago that I would need therapy, I'd have told you oh, you're lying. So as life changes... You have to make changes to life, and that's including your mental space. Your mental space needs to be changed. It needs to be adjusted. Because there's nowhere in hell that you at five years old can handle the you at 40 right now. Because a lot of things change in the process. And some things get heavy for you to carry on your own. And you don't want to put the burden on anybody else. So you're carrying it on your own. That's why I feel like a lot of us do need to seek therapy. Like you do need to talk to somebody. And I can't stress it enough that it's okay if you need therapy. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with you talking to someone about the things that are bothering you. The things that are resting on you that you can't address with your family. And by you talking to someone, it will help you to create the space that you need to be able to communicate with your loved ones. So I'm saying this to say that each and every one of us are experiencing something. We all don't know what it is. Many of us may be able to handle it on our own, but there's also some that can't. And we need the additional help. So do not be afraid to ask for the help because you don't, you don't know how your family going to feel about it. You don't know how they're going to address you or they're going to be looking at you sideways. Don't worry about how people are looking at you. And that's a lot of our issues that we are so caught up in what other people are thinking about us and how other people feel about us that we don't take care of ourselves. We don't take care of our mental space. Because in order for you to have a function in life, you have to take care of your mental space. You have to. There's no going around that. This is something that I said that is, is definitely resting very near and dear to my heart. Because I do have people in my life who are experiencing these hardships. And there's nothing that we can do about it because... According to the law, we cannot do anything to them because unless they cause harm to themselves or someone else around them, we can't do nothing about it. But for those who can do something about it, I, I beg you, seek the help that you need. Seek the help that you need for yourself so that means you could be a better person to yourself and to the people them around you. Okay? And I want to tell you guys that I, I really do understand the pressures of this world. 
And again, and I know this might sound very um, cliche, but you're not going through these things by yourself. There's always people around you. They're just probably afraid to mention it because they don't know what the feedback is going to be. But I'm not afraid of the feedback. So provide your feedback. Tell me how you feel. Send me an email. Send me a message. Anything. And we can discuss it. You know, anytime you guys are ready, you guys could call it. I mean, not call it, but we'll figure out a way how to join you into my, my, my podcast so you could share, share your opinion. You understand about the things that we talk about on this program. But today, I want you to focus on loving on yourself. Creating a good space for your mental space, for your mental health. Talk to someone professionally. Not just your girlfriend, not your grandmother. Talk to someone professionally. Somebody that's not attached to any situation that you're going through. And most of all, in everything that you do, just keep God first. Always keep God first. And always remember that God is here, but he also created the people that are around us to help us. Even the therapist. Okay? And this is where I'm going to end today. We'll catch up again next week. And I want to just say thank you guys for listening. I truly appreciate the support. And I'm looking forward to talking to you guys again. Enjoy. God bless. And thank you for listening to another episode of Nuff Chattings. Big up yourself.